Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Devontae Adams. He meets with the media on Tuesday and joins my radio show to talk about being a member of his childhood favorite team. You'll hear that conversation on today's show. Plus, the Raiders stay very active as far as free agency goes, both offensively and defensively. Your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Your win is a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find Locked On Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. Raider Nation, I'm here. It's real. Um, I've been seeing some of the reactions. I saw some live reactions from a couple people, a couple local uh, podcasts and stuff like that, some video podcasts where people were reporting some Raider stuff. And then I saw one of the guys saw it on there. Just seeing me and my buddy were watching it yesterday. Seeing that, they probably think that, that you know I would see it and not care, but that stuff means a lot. Just just seeing how how people react to that type of stuff, because um, you know obviously I'm excited. I know the team is excited, but to see the the community and you know the rest of the world. I was out golfing yesterday, and there's some Raider fans on the course, and they're just losing it, like different than if it was two weeks ago. I don't know. They see me, you know, for the Packers and they're excited, but being back home and, you know, a lot of people in Cali are obviously Raider fans as well. So um, it's, it's real. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get to work and, and we're going to do this thing. So Raider Nation got a lot to get to on today's show right there. You heard the voice of new Raider wide receiver Devontae Adams. That was a part of the press conference that he had on Tuesday from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about an absolute cluster. I was supposed to play that media session live on my show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920 at 2 o'clock. That's what time it was supposed to start. So I thought it was going to start around 2.05, maybe 2.10 at the latest. Man, that thing did not get started until almost 2.50. So I had to do a lot of dancing, a lot of improvising, took some calls, did all kind of stuff that I just didn't think that I was going to have to do because I was anticipating the uh, the press conference to start on time, which is, one, a radio no-no. So I failed in that event, and I wasn't too happy about the show in general. I was actually pretty mad when the show ended, but... I was happy that the way the show ended and the way the show ended was with Devontae Adams. He actually called in and I got a chance to talk to him myself and Demond. So you'll actually hear that interview coming up in segment number two of the show. But uh, very excited by what I was able to hear from that media session. I'm not going to play the whole thing here uh, because it's about 24 minutes long, but a lot of good stuff. I do know that Devontae Adams is hungry, ready to get to work, excited to join his childhood team, his favorite team. I mean, he goes into great detail on how big of a Raider fan he was growing up in EPA and Anyone from the Bay knows we're EPA, and for him to go from there to Fresno State to go to Green Bay and now end up in Las Vegas, I mean, my man has been on a journey. You know what I mean? And he's really, really come a long way, so very proud of him, just the the guy he's become, the man he's become, and you'll hear him actually talk about that in the interview that I did with him on Rare Nation Radio 920. You'll hear that coming up in segment number two. But that was not all the activity that was going on on Tuesday. The Raiders were very active offensively and defensively, signing a bunch of guys. So let's go ahead and go through the guys that they added to the roster as of Tuesday. They signed Devontae Adams, of course. That was a trade with the Green Bay Packers. But another wide receiver, Demarcus Robinson. 
He comes to the Raiders by way of the Kansas City Chiefs. He helped the Chiefs to six postseason appearances. He was originally drafted by Kansas City in the fourth round of the 2016 draft. He's been in 97 career games, 41 starts, and has 145 total catches, 1,679 yards with 14 TDs. He's also played 13 career postseason games, and he's had 14 catches for 220 yards and a touchdown. Six foot one, 202 pounds, played in all 17 games at 10 starts, totaling 25 catches and 264 yards with three touchdowns in 2021. And he's another weapon. He's another speedster. He's a guy that's pretty much, in my opinion, going to fill the void of Zay Jones, but probably do it a little bit better. You know, he's got that speed. He's got that experience. Obviously, being there with Kansas City and playing in the postseason, that goes a long way as well. So uh, Demarcus Robinson, I think, is a really good addition. The Raiders got him on a one-year deal. Nothing wrong with that. Nice little weapon added to the arsenal for Derek Carr. Sticking with the offensive side of things, the signing of tight end Jacob Hollister became official on Tuesday, and that was something I actually talked about on the show because we found out late Monday night that he was signing with the Raiders, but he actually put the pen to paper later on Tuesday afternoon, and again, he played in seven games with two starts for the Jaguars in 2021, had nine catches for 55 yards, and he has career highs in 2019. He had 41 catches, 349 yards, and three touchdowns, so just another tight end to add to the mix. Again, all the tight ends are not going to make the roster, but it's just a nice healthy rotation, and a healthy competition, which I think is what they're creating all over the field, a bunch of competition when they get to training camp. So Jacob Hollister became official on Tuesday. And then they got busy on the defensive side of things. They signed defensive tackle Kyle Pico. He was a guy that I actually knew was going in to visit the Raiders on Tuesday because his cousin actually hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, he's actually flying in. My cousin's flying in. He didn't tell me who it was at first. And then he hit me back and said, oh, Kyle Pico. And so uh, I knew he was visiting on Tuesday. Didn't know if he was going to sign with the team or not, but he did. He uh, had stops with the Tennessee Titans in 2021, the Broncos from 2016 to 21, the Colts of 2019, and the Buffalo Bills from 2018 to 2019. Uh, he's foot one, 305 pound defensive tackle. He's been in 21 games with three starts, has 23 tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. He played in eight games with three starts for Tennessee in 2021, and he had career highs with 10 tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. And again, he is six foot one, 305 pounds. And I'm just giving you and reiterating his weight for a reason. They also signed defensive tackle Vernon Butler, who is 6'4", 330 pounds. He was a former first-round pick of the Panthers in 2016. He signed the one-year deal with the Raiders. The last two seasons, he actually had been with the Buffalo Bills, where he made 10 starts. And most likely, he's going to replace Solomon Thomas, who the Raiders did not go back and re-sign, even though he had three and a half sacks uh, last season with the Raiders. Jonathan Hankins is still out there available. Gerald McCoy is still out there available. The Raiders haven't signed any of those guys, but they have signed Kyle Pico. They have signed Vernon Butler. They have signed Andrew Billings. They have signed Bilal Nichols. I tell you all those guys, all four of those guys who could play the nose tackle position in this Patrick Graham defense as he starts to trend to that 3-4 look. Andrew Billings, 311 pounds. Vernon Butler, 330 pounds. Bilal Nichols, 313 pounds. Kyle Pico, he's the smallest of them all, 305 pounds. They want some beef up front. They want some beef in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, again, they don't want the fast, uh, twitchy guys like Gus Bradley wanted. Patrick Graham, he wants guys that are going to fill up two gaps, not just the one-gap shooters. He wants the guys that are going to fill up the two gaps, and that's exactly what these guys are going to compete to do and to have a healthy rotation. Billings, Butler, Nichols, Pico, all over 300 pounds. 
And I love the way that they're starting to put this Raiders defense together. And I really do think that even though we saw improvements from Gus Bradley and the, and the unit last season, I think you're going to see the Raiders defense take another step forward this year just by the, the way that you see that this defensive line really wants to be a bully. And then, of course, you, you have to bookend it with Max Crosby and you got Chandler Jones as well. And you got the big beef and the big bullies in the middle of the defensive line. I love every second of that. And we'll wrap up segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast with another sound bite from Devontae Adams, his presser that he had on a, on Tuesday at the Raiders facility in Henderson. And this is just about him looking up to former Raiders. I mean, when he was growing up, he was a diehard Raider fan. His whole family was Raider fans. So he was asked, were there any former Raiders that he really looked up to while he was growing up? Well, yeah, I mean, many. Um, obviously, there's a couple um, guys that stopped through here later in their career. Um, you know, Randy and Jerry, who they didn't necessarily establish themselves in the league um, while being with the Raiders, but those are two guys who I obviously watched for, I mean, those are, those are some of the founding fathers for me. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, it was it was more than just more than just receivers. It was obviously C. Wood, uh, Tim Brown was a was a big inspiration. Uh, my whole family was Raider fans, so I, I I knew a lot about the history, you know, since I was young too. So um, just growing up, honestly, all Raiders, anything Raiders was was what I was about. I had a Tim Brown jersey, um, you know, C. Wood. Those those got worn to the numbers fell off, but Rich Gannon. I mean, every everything. So um, I'm just looking forward to coming in and trying to you know, leave my footprint as, as well as I can. So there was Devontae Adams talking about some of the Raiders that he looked up to growing up and talking about the jerseys that he had and the history of the team. Thought that was pretty cool. And I'll tell you, I think the excitement level for Devontae Adams and the way when he talked to the media was probably higher than even the excitement level was for Antonio Brown, except for you actually believe Devontae Adams when he say it, as opposed to Antonio Brown and that whole situation that shook out. And I'm not going to lie, as that press conference took longer and longer and longer to get started, all I can remember was the Antonio Brown press conference that took forever to get going. I remember sitting there in front of the TV trying to watch that damn thing like, man, I wish the thing would get started, and it never happened. It took forever, and he had some all kind of issues going on at the facility, but uh, this was one of those that you actually believed what Devontae Adams was saying you could tell that he was happy to be there excited to be a Raider excited to work with Derek Carr and all the other guys like Darren Waller Hunter Renfro and much more they were I mean that was just that was the real deal so I was very excited and, and I know Raider Nation was as well as we had a lot of reaction on Raider Nation Radio 920 and speaking of Raider Nation Radio 920, Devontae Adams called into my show before I actually left the airwaves on Tuesday, and I had an opportunity to catch up with him and talk with him. So you'll hear that conversation coming up in segment number two after I tell you about Built Bar. And I've been talking about Built Bar for a very long time, and they got all kinds of flavors that you could choose from. When I woke up this morning and looked at the website, something really stood out to me, brownie batter Built Bar Puff. So this is literally a Built Bar. It's marshmallow, but it's also got the brownie batter flavor. So if you ever were that kid that licked the batter when your mom was making brownies, now I wasn't that guy because my mom never made brownies. But if your mom made brownies, then you probably licked the batter, right? That's what this is. This flavor is all about brownie batter, but it's also a Built Bar Puff. So it's got that marshmallow in it. So if that's a something you're a big fan of, definitely want to check out the website today, built.com. If that's not the one that you want, it's okay. There's plenty of flavors to choose from. Peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, cherry barcia, cookies and cream. That's one of my favorites right there. A great tasting snack. You can have a snack while you're watching the game and not feel bad about it because it's great for you. You know, it's very low in calories. It's high in protein and low in sugar. It tastes great. It's 100% real chocolate. So check it out today. Built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out. Again, Built.com. Promo code LOCK15. 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into the conversation I had with Devontae Adams, myself, and Damon Cotton. We had on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And I'll tell you a quick story, man. The whole day, I told you about the press conference, how late it got started. Well, this interview with with uh, Devontae Adams was supposed to start at 3.30. Then it got pushed back to 3.40. Then 3.50. And then it was damn near 4 o'clock. And I get off the radio at 4 o'clock. But I was not getting off the radio until I got that, that, uh, that interview under the belt. Matter of fact, I even said if I got to stay on this radio till midnight and get that interview, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So luckily, I didn't have to do that. But I literally was on the radio till about 4.15 because I was not going to pass the sticks to Vinny Bonsignor until I wrapped up that interview. And uh, it was just one of those things. And it actually really worked out well because he was having technical difficulties. He tried to do the show from the practice facilities in Henderson, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and for some reason he wasn't able to connect. It was a bunch of big technical issues. So really, nobody would have got the interview if I just got off at 4 and then passed the sticks on to him because he literally did not get on the radio until about 4.30. So it all worked out in the right way. Uh, I got to talk to Devontae Adams. DeMond got to talk to Devontae Adams. And here is that conversation with the newest Raider wide receiver. And now, without any further ado, we heard from him a little earlier today. Devontae Adams greeted the media, had a nice little Q&A with the media earlier, and now he's with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, the newest Raider wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Devontae, how does that sound when you hear the newest Raider wide receiver and you hear your name behind that? Ooh, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. I'm juiced. Man, I like I, li- I like it better on the radio. I I know that's right. Most people do like it better on the radio, and you're going to be hearing touchdown Devontae Adams a lot on the radio. But I wanted to ask you, as we listened to your your presser, and you were talking about coming from EPA. I'm a guy from the Bay Area, so I know all about EPA. You went yep. from East Palo Alto, you went to Fresno State, you ended up in Green Bay. Now you're in Las Vegas. Do you, have you had a second to kind of just think about your life journey yet? It's a, yeah, man, it's it's um it's crazy. I mean, I I didn't I did it all. I went. EPA, Fresno State, and burnt up there. Then went to Green Bay, cooled off for a little bit. And now we coming back to to Vegas to burn up here, man. It's everything kind of coming full circle. Um, get to play with with one of my good friends, man. Um, obviously, Derek and I built up a connection that's been strong now for you know over ten years. So, um, and people forget we've been working out together for for years on years. You know, at this point, so that just makes the connection even more strong overall, man. And I'm just excited. It's, it's, it's the beginning, and, uh, you know, it still hasn't sunk in all the way yet, just exactly what's going on. But, um, I mean, we don't we don't have that much time before we're going to be putting it to action, so I'm ready. Right, no doubt. And, you know, the AFC West is loaded. I heard you say that it was the best division in football, and there's already some new guys in the division chirping a little bit. J.C. Jackson said that the Raiders better be ready for the Chargers. Uh, how excited mm-hmm. are you to get into the little rivalry that is the AFC West? I'm, I'm juiced, man. I, I, I love a challenge. I know it's a, a lot of – firepower in the division like i said I, I really believe that this is the best division of football um and i'm, I'm not just saying that because i'm on the raiders man i think it's proven you see some of the moves that have been made and um you know all these all these all these players great players being acquired um it's like i said having a challenge is, is something that i've really gotten off of uh you know and, and enjoyed throughout the, the course of my career in college um you know in, in the nfl so it definitely ain't going to stop now. At this point, I'm, I'm not really worried about anybody chattering or any of that because you still got to play football at the end of the day, and that's what I'm ready to do. No doubt about it. Talking right now with Devontae Adams here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon's got one for you. 
All right, Devontae, I know you're a huge sneakerhead. And on the intro, when the Raiders had you come in on that video, it looked like you were wearing some Dior ones. Is that is that true? Yeah, man. I was I definitely had some Dior ones on, man, when I walked in the building. I switched it up and threw the Valentinos on with the suit. But um, <laughs> the the Dior the Dior ones is that's that's one of my one of my favorite shoes that I've gotten since I've been with the brand. And uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully I can grab a couple more just because you know I, I don't wear these too many times because I don't want them to. I think it's probably my second time wearing them since I had them, honestly, but it was no better time than, than walking back into the, the, the Vegas facility. All right, real quick, let me add on to that. What's the biggest perk of being with the Jordan brand? How often can you get the hookup? <laughs> Man, the hookup is whenever you want it. We, we got a special thing called an Elite Pack where at the beginning of every month we get anywhere from uh, – 13 to the 17, 18 different pair of shoes, retros. So it's a different level, a whole different, um, you know, treatment than what I've gotten in the past. It's, it's elite. So, you know, I don't even have to really worry about it. We get a site, you know, from Nike. You get a site that you get to go on for family, yourself, friends, whatever. And it's strictly for my family and friends at this point because I don't, I don't need anything based off of, the, you know, some of the, the, the merch that I get, the shoes. Every single month, it's, it's just it's like being a kid in a freaking candy store. So I love it. It's perfect for me. I've been a sneakerhead since before I had money. So now um, I guess you could say that the perk is that I don't have to spend the money. Actually, so <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I love that part. No doubt. No doubt. You got DeMond in the corner. Uh, he's melting right now. Again, we're talking with Devontae Adams here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Everyone's talking about what you bring to the table and how big of a playmaker you are. How excited are you to play with other playmakers like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro beside you? Man, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I, I have still haven't talked to, to Darren yet, but I'm, uh, I'm going to reach out to him probably later today and let him know You know, I'm, I'm juiced to get to work with him. Um, I got a lot of respect for for these guys and in, in the way that they work, the way you know that they've contributed for their team, um, you know, over the over the years, and the respect they've gotten from the organization and the city and the fans. So I just want to come in and follow in their footsteps as far as what they've established here in, in Vegas and and keep pushing and growing with them, man. Because like I said, there's some special players, and I was watching some Hunter Renfro tape last night, and I had to throw some up on my story. I don't know if y'all saw that, but uh, yeah, we we got some special players that. We're all going to be able to take a little bit of attention off of each other. I'm sure there'll be times where, where I'm getting the attention. There'll be times where Hunter's getting it and, and Darren. But the good thing is you don't got enough players to, to double everybody. So somebody's going to be open. Right, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that you said in your presser that stood out to me is you said you're a volume guy. You want to get the rock. And I love that. I love that that burn, that that hunger to go out there and perform. What gives you that burn in your belly to go out there and just be at the top of the, the level every single time you hit the field? Well, because like, just like what you just said, every time I hit the field, every time I hit a practice field, anytime I do anything, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I don't go through the motions. I, I do everything to, um, that's something my dad taught me growing up. I do everything to, to you know, get the most out of it. So um, at this point, it's, I've been knowing it for years, and people are, you know, they've been knowing it for years now too, but not quite as long as what, uh, what I figured it out. And I just want everybody to, to, to know me the way that I know me. So the only way I can do that is by continuing to, to ask my resume and, and being consistent, and, and I pride myself on doing so. All right, Devontae, I watched in a previous interview that you've done, you mentioned that maybe you would like to get a receiver camp in the, in the offseason going, some of the top receivers coming together, sharing some of their tricks of the trade. What is, what's another player that maybe you look at, like Hunter Renfro, because I did see that story. Who are some other players that you look at and say, man, I like the way he does that, and maybe you want to mold that to your game? Whew. I mean, there's, there's a lot there, especially in today's game. I mean, you got guys that don't even get mentioned 
on a national scale that you know I, I watch him. I was I was a big Calvin Ridley fan before everybody really started paying attention in the league. Um, you know, I put him in my top five maybe two years ago, and, mm. and nobody else was trying to do that. So you look at the tape and you watch the way the guys play. I watch I watch guys that do it every time because that's how I that's how I play. I don't you know I've I've gotten feedback from different DBs and you know across the across the league, and one thing that they all have told me why they respect me so much is that they they know all game they're going to get that work like you know whether or not I win on each route you know that's that's definitely what I'm going to try to do I'm I'm going to you know I got my sights set on on beating the guy every single time and beating them bad but if not they know they're going to work to to try to cover me and and sometimes guys it sounds crazy sounds pretty simple but guys don't always make the DB work and and um you know I I got a lot of pride and take a lot of pride in what I do so, you know, that that's what feeds into that. Talking right now to the newest Raider wide receiver, Devontae Adams, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We just got a couple more questions for you. We had some callers call in and, and, and give us some questions that they wanted to ask you. And one was about the back shoulder fade and then also your hand placement because you put your hands up very late so it doesn't tip off the DB <laughs> when the ball's coming in. So, one, why is the back shoulder fade so difficult? Derek Carr throws a nice back shoulder fade. And, and how did you learn that, that, uh, that hand game, the hand placement that you have? Well, Derek is, I mean, obviously Aaron, that's one of his staples. That's, that's something that he's made a living doing. And, and Derek and I, more so in college, it was, you know, just throwing it up and letting me go dunk on the guy. So that one looks a little bit prettier, but the other one looks a little bit more finesse. So I'm sure we'd be switching it up and giving, giving the people a little bit, you know, kind of just let the, the defender dictate. And that's what, that's what great players do is they, they take what they, you know, what they're given and, and make something from that instead of just forcing, you know, just throw back shoulder just to throw it. So, um, it's a great tool, and it's something that I've definitely used in the in the past a lot with Aaron, and look forward to using it with Derek. And uh, remind me of the, of the second part. What was, what was uh, the, the just, first part you said? Just about the hand placement, how you put your hands up at the oh, last yeah, second. Oh yeah, late hands. Yeah, the late hands. Yeah, that's that's something that that people have been loving for a while now, man. Um, I mean, I learned you learn the hard way first because you put those hands up quick. I mean, these guys are, you know, they they cover pretty well in the league. So you know, if you if you if you tip them off, give them any indication that the ball's on the way. They're going to start throwing their hands up and all of that. And whether or not it's a P.I. doesn't help me because I want to make the play. So at the end of the day, if, if they even if they don't get their head around, they throw their hands up and I get the flag, I'm never happy about a flag unless I couldn't get to the ball. So at the end of the day, if that ball is right, if, they, if it's thrown right at the back of his head and it's right there, I'm going to wait until that very last second. You know, I'm going to put my hands up and, and hopefully I, you know, I got strong enough hands to, to grip that ball and you know, hopefully even snatch it away before they even have a chance to react. And, that's the that's the way I look at it, man. It's worked for me in the past, so I feel like they they keep getting later and later and later because I've been working on it more and more throughout the years. But a useful tool that you gonna see a lot in Vegas. Final question for you, Devonte. When I, we were listening to your presser, we had the whole thing playing here. Uh, you were very humble and you were very you know appreciative of who helped you get to where you are today. I mean, just as a as a man growing up, now with a family, you said you have another baby on the way. You know, you wish that your wife was there with you, but just how have you seen yourself mature over the years as a man? Well, it's come a long way. Man, I mean, when I came in this league, I was a boy, and, and um, you know, I was I was 21. I was a 21 year old boy. I, I still couldn't say I was a man. Just looking back on it now, I might have told you that then I was a man, but but now I can be real and, and look and say after the experiences I've gone through, um, you know, age don't make you a man. It's it's the stuff you go through and and you know some of the adversity that you can withstand. So I've, I've I'm battle tested at this point, and uh, you know, like I said, a lot of great people in my life that have helped me through through some of these tough moments, but. Being able to get through it and, and come out on the other side victorious is 
that's what's made me who I am. Well, it's it's fantastic, man, and it's great to hear you, and you're a great testament to those that are coming up behind you. So uh, congratulations. Welcome to Las Vegas, and we're excited to, uh, to have you here and can't wait to uh, see you get to work. Thanks, man. I can't wait to, to go out there and put the work on and uh, hopefully make everybody proud. So there it is. There it was. Real good conversation. Fun conversation with Devontae Adams. Cannot wait, just like he said at the end of the interview there. Can't wait to get to work and show everybody what he's got. And I do think that this offense that the Raiders are going to put out there, and of course we'll talk about that in great length on uh, many, many different podcasts, just really break down and dissect the offense and how many different ways it could be effective and how many different ways it's going to open other people up having Devontae Adams on the squad. But uh, just fun to talk to him on his first day officially as a Raider, as a member of the Silver and Black. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. You're off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about something that I've been trying for the last couple weeks, and that is Athletic Greens. And I'll tell you right now, it's been a while. It's probably been about two weeks that I've been drinking these Athletic Greens. And look, they sent it to us. They wanted us to try it, and they wanted us to give their honest feedback. And I'll tell you, the biggest concern I had was it was going to taste gross, but it doesn't. It doesn't taste like it's something super healthy either. It's just, you know, water mixed with this uh, this powder, this this green powder, and it almost has like a tropical taste to it. I mean, really, when I drink it every morning, it just goes down really smooth. I, I drink it usually around 7 o'clock every single morning, and I can tell the days that I missed it. So you're wondering, okay, Q, you said it's green powder. What is it? Well, all you have to have is one delicious scoop of Athletics Greens, and you're actually absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things, and then some. And as I was reading up on it before I even started to take it, I realized it supports better sleep quality, recovery supports mental clarity, and Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So the next thing you want to know about is the price. Okay, Q, well, how much is it? I know you're trying to sell me. How much is it? Well, honestly, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, though, so that's what you need to do. The wife tells me that all the time. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit, and a lot of folks, including myself, we have that cold brew habit, right? Yeah, well, Athletic Greens is actually cheaper than that. It's getting all the different supplements yourself that you need all in one shot. That is Athletic Greens. And for every purchase, they actually donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. In 2020, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids so they don't go hungry. You want to make it easy? Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Richard Right here in Las Vegas, the 702. He's calling in response to Tuesday's podcast about the right tackle and the offensive line position. Here he is, Raider Richard in the 702. Hey, what's up, Q? It's your boy Raider Richard out here in the 702 Sin City. I uh, just wanted, just got done listening to uh, Tuesday's podcast, man. I got to say, you're always doing your thing, man. You're always an inspiration for especially guys like myself, and I'm pretty sure a lot of others who 
uh, taking on, you know, a media type of uh, a job or hobby or what you, whatever you might want to call it. Uh, for myself, I definitely look at it as a passion. I'm hoping one day to go ahead and make it into something, uh, you know. Uh, but I know uh, last time I called in, you, you asked me to go ahead and mention my podcast. It is West Coast uh, Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find it just about anywhere, just like how yours is, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, you name it. Um, but uh, listening to Tuesday's podcast, man, I wanted to go ahead and ask you a couple of questions and, and just kind of mention a couple of things that I'm also going to bring up on my podcast. Uh, so assuming that, you know, the Raiders do get a good right tackle or one of the things that I even might have thought of is maybe Leatherwood actually comes in, you know, really works really works his tail off over the offseason as, as he's kind of shown. What if he actually solidifies that he is the good right tackle and maybe we find a good uh, right guard? You know, maybe that is an option, you know. And, and like you're mentioning, maybe in, in training camp, you know, there's some kind of competition or something like that, you know, uh, you know, for for that position. And uh, But just wanted to go and throw that out there. But assuming that that offensive line gets solidified and gets really, really good, looks really good, what kind of offensive numbers do you think that this uh, this, this team is capable of, man? I can't wait to go in and see what kind of numbers Derek Carr is going to go in and throw up. I mean, looking at his previous numbers for the past four or five years with the type of receivers that he's had, you know, uh, really looking at now the type of receivers and the type of offense that he he has. And uh, just like you're saying, if they they get that offensive line really going or they get a good good right guard or right tackle there, man, that thing's going to – that offense just alone is going to look great. That defense is really coming along. Um, I believe I meant, I believe uh, somebody might have mentioned in Tuesday, on Tuesdays, you know, the linebacker position. That might be a you know an area, you know, maybe one or two more, uh, maybe one or two more uh, cornerbacks or something like that, just to kind of solidify the defense there. Uh, the other thing here, man, I can't wait to go ahead and see once training camp actually gets started. What I'm looking to go to do later on on my podcast is uh, is uh, like kind of like a whole overview of the whole team, you know, just kind of looking at at the team overall. And I can't wait to go ahead and hear. Uh, your your podcast, and I can't wait to go and hear what your your takes are since you actually get that uh that uh exclusive uh you know uh, access there to the team and all that you know over the over the training camp time and everything. But just wanted to go and give your props, man. As always, just wanted to call up and just say what's up to Raider Nation, say what's up to you. I uh, just always want to mention that to keep on doing your thing, man. As always, you're an inspiration to most to all of us, man, and you're a great uh great gift to Raider Nation, bro. So uh, keep on doing your thing, Q. Can't wait to hear from you, bro. There he goes. Raider Richard in the 702. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we know who Leatherwood is when it comes to being a right tackle, and I don't think he's that. I think he's a right guard at best. You know, maybe they'll give him a chance to go back and compete during training camp, but to me it almost feels like it's wasted reps. You know what I mean? Like, go into training camp and master the guard position. That's just my opinion. That's just maybe they see something else in him, but I think if he goes into training camp and spends all his time working as a guard, maybe he could be a really good guard. Because remember, in training camp, his rookie year, he would line up as a tackle. He didn't go to guard until the season. So if he has a full offseason as a guard, he might be able to be a really good one. As far as the Raiders' offense goes, I think sky's the limit. They got a ton of playmakers on that side of the ball, and more importantly, they got a really good play caller. I think that's the most important thing. So a lot more touchdowns as opposed to field goals we'll see in 2022. Again, my gut feeling. Thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Rockford Raider. Q, you've been talking about the Bucks and the Rams and the way they went all in to win, right? Well, it feels like an all-in effort by the Raiders. I do see a difference, though, and it feels like this is all-in with sustainability. I'll call this an all-in foundation. This is going to hold up for years to come. 
Players will take less money to come to Vegas to be a part of it. We'll finally be in the position to actually draft the best available. Everything appears to be falling into place just right and actually a lot faster than I imagined. The offseason has just got started. I'm already the most excited I've been since we had Gannon, Brown, and Rice. This season is going to be so fun. Commitment to excellence. Rockford Raider out. Thank you for that text, my man. I appreciate you, and I'll say this. That's the goal. That's what you really hope could happen, right? It could be all in, but then the sustainability, like you mentioned, and then also uh, a lot of free agents want to go play with the Raiders. Hey, look, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because, look, it's early March. Well, it's actually late March. It's almost early April. The draft hasn't even hit. You haven't even seen the Raiders on the field yet. I mean, everything looks good. It feels good. But like my grandmother used to say, just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is good, right? So we'll see what happens when it push comes to shove and they get to training camp, they get to the regular season. Uh, I, I think that everything is going to go in the right direction. I think that the team is trending in the right direction. But now they got to go out there and they got to execute because, look, you're still going up against a AFC West that is a, a juggernaut. It's going to be an absolute dogfight each and every game, which will be fun to watch. You know, it'll be exciting. It'll probably have you on the edge of your seat, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'd like to see them get a couple off seasons under their belt before I understand fully exactly what this front office is going to do and how long they can keep the sustainability and, and how much foundation they're laying right now. I want to see a couple of the off seasons before I start to say that that's what's going to happen. But again, like you're saying, it does feel like everything's going in the right direction. It feels different than what we've seen in past years. So thank you so much for that text. Again, I do appreciate it. Next up, I got a call from, I believe he said, Andy Rich in the 316. He's calling to talk about Derek Carr and the quarterback he'd like to see this upcoming year. And oh, by the way, he's a new booty caller. I believe, again, his name is Andy Rich, and he's in the 316. Here he is. Yo, Q, this is Andy Rich from the 316. I just wanted to call in because I'm a new booty. Uh, first and foremost, I was a big, big, big time Carr fan. And I kind of just like went soured on him. Now I'm back on the train a little bit. I think he's going to be bigger and better than ever. If we can get the Derek Carr from week five of 2020, I think he can propel this offense to a championship level. What's your thoughts on that? DC four, week five, Kansas City, quarterback. Super Bowl. Let's get it. Raiders. There he is. I believe again he said Andy Rich from the 316 and you're talking about that week five game against Kansas City and that was a big one man. That was a big one for the Raiders. That was a big one for the offense. Derek Carr. They are really clicking and I think the thing is is the offense has playmakers like they had in that game but more. You know, you have Renfro. You have Waller. You have Josh Jacobs. You have Devontae Adams. I mean you've got dudes you know what I mean? You got guys. You got guys and get it done. Demarcus Robinson just signed with the Raiders. You've got all kind of different options. And a guy in Josh McDaniels who could pull the right trigger on the right plays. I mean, the play calling, I've said it multiple times, is a major, major thing. And given those pieces, I think that Josh McDaniels could be elite when it comes to play calling. I think he's damn good already. But with all those different weapons that he has, he's going to be that much better. So uh, I think you can see Derek Carr really go out there and show out uh, this upcoming season as long as he's got those guys healthy and uh, the Raiders' offensive line is in, in place. If that offensive line ain't right, he ain't going to be uh, lighting it up at all because he's going to be getting lit up. So they got to be able to protect him. That's a major thing. But thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. Just got a couple more. How about this text from Raiders760? He said, Q, Raiders760 checking in. Let's take a look at the wide receiver room. 
Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, Demarcus Robinson, Tyron Johnson, underrated, Mac Hollins, potentially OBJ, according to some rumors. I think the wide receiver additions tell us what the staff thinks about Brian Edwards than it does anybody else. Do you think he's on the outside looking in? Probably released during camp. Thanks for the input, Q. That's from Raiders 760. And I'll say this, Adams, lock. Renfro, lock. After that, I believe it's a lot of questions. Brian Edwards, he's not a lock. Demarcus Robinson, I know he just signed, signed a one-year deal. Tyron Johnson, okay, maybe. Mac Hollins, possibly. I know he's going to be a special teams guy as well. I don't think OBJ is anywhere near Las Vegas. I think he's going to be a Ram. But I know that there's some rumors out there. But again, as I try to caution everybody, there's so many fake reports. I can't tell you how many people hit me up and said, hey, Q, is this real? Hey, Q, is this real? Hey, Q, is this real? And I'm like, nope, nope. They're all fake, 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 fake. All those are fake. I mean, there's so many of them. And I, again, I don't know why. All these people have so much time to make all these fake different accounts. I wouldn't have time to do it, but clearly they do. So I don't think that OBJ to the Raiders is any kind of anything. So I wouldn't think that. But Brian Edwards, uh, really going back to your original question, I do think that he's going to have to really, really fight for his job. I think that this year, during training camp, he's going to have to really show out. If he doesn't show out, he could be on the outside looking in. He could be looking for another job. Remember, this front office has no ties to Brian Edwards, so they won't feel bad if that ends up being a wasted third-round pick. He really needs to step his game up. So uh, thank you so much for the text. I appreciate you. And we'll take one more call. We'll take it from Cy Reezy out of the Bay. He's calling to talk about the subject of Tuesday's show, which is the trenches. Here he is, Cy Reezy from the Bay. What up, Q? It's your man Cy Reezy from the Bay. Calling in today to talk about the trenches. Uh, just listen to your show this morning about the offensive line and some of the concerns that you're talking about. And uh, I agree, man. Uh, that's been on my mind. I know it's been on Raider Nation's mind. What are they going to do with that offensive line? Getting a little nervous. Saw they re-signed Brandon Parker, looking at Jermaine, Jermaine Illuminor. And part of me was thinking, well, maybe this is – maybe this coaching staff – think they can coach a lot better than the last staff. Maybe they look at Tom Cable and go, like, yo, that guy just wasn't cutting it. I think we can coach these guys up. You know, and there's a little bit of history that seems to, you know, indicate that that might be it. Because you look at Jermaine Illuminor, I actually looked him up, and it turns out he was actually a pro football writer's rookie of the year with the Ravens when he played for eight games in his rookie year. And then he came in and played for the Patriots at right tackle as well, and actually graded out pretty well. But then I looked a little bit deeper, and he only played four games that season before he got injured. So that comes back to your best ability being availability. And Illuminor doesn't sound like he's really been that available throughout his whole career. So I guess that kind of put me back to square one. So, yeah, what are they going to do? Um, part of me thinks maybe they'll have a camp battle at right tackle between Illuminor and Leatherwood and see who wins. Loser gets to back up right guard and right tackle. But still, it's still, no matter how you look at it, it seems like they need at least one more solid playmaker on that line. Now, do they go to the draft to get that? Do they go to free agency? I don't know. But then the other part of this coin is the defensive line. Now, obviously we get Chandler Jones, we got Max Crosby, the edges look like they're set. You've got Koontz to come in there and rush on rotation. Maybe they bring in a couple other rotational guys. But quietly, it seems like they're rebuilding the interior of that defensive line. They got a lot of these sort of under-the-radar, what we thought of as depth signings like Bilal Nichols and guys that really haven't done much but have certain special traits. But I think what's really going on here is they're quietly rebuilding that because they just let Quentin Jefferson walk and sign with Seattle. And that's a guy who had 50 pressures, more than 50 pressures last year. So 
it seems like they've got a different idea of what they want to do. They seem like they want, instead of Gus Bradley's smaller defensive lines that shoot the single gap, they're looking for guys that maybe do two gap, one and a half gap, bigger guys that are a little bit better against the run. So I'm looking on that side of the trenches too. I think there's a little bit of a, re- a rebuild. So, I mean, what do you think? I'm, I'm curious to see who they might bring in to bolster up that side and help that pass rush. Anyway, that's my thought for today. Love to hear what you think, man. Cyreezy, I'm out. Great call, my man. That's Cyreezy from the Bay. Thank you. I appreciate you. And, yeah, Illuminor throughout the course of his career has been very injury prone. But with those ties to the Patriots, I think that that's, that's looking good for him. Leatherwood, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think is a tackle. I really think that the Raiders should look at somebody else to bring in from the outside, at least competition. And the guy that I mentioned on Tuesday on Twitter and I got a lot of blowback from it was Fred Johnson from the Bengals. He's a guy who the Bengals actually signed and then waived him 30 minutes later because the deal with Lyle Collins became official. So uh, 30 minutes after signing the deal with the Bengals, they released him. And I know a lot of people said, oh, he was with the Bengals. Their offensive line sucked. I get that. But he actually was their best offensive lineman with an 81.0 pro football focus grade. And I know, and I say it all the time, pro football focus is not the end-all be-all. It just kind of gives you an idea. But if you can get him in on the cheap just to compete, what would be wrong with that? Bring him in for competition. I'm not saying that he needs to be the starting right tackle. I'm not saying give anybody a job. Hell, make them all work for a job. I'm good with that. Competition is what you need to do. But if you bring him in just to compete, why not? Oh, by the way, if you're looking at the highest the highest pro football focus grade on the offensive line for the Raiders last year, it was Colton Miller with the 84.0. Now, I know Fred, Fred Johnson did not play nearly as many snaps as Colton Miller or anyone else on that offensive line. I mean, he only played in a handful of games, but he was actually pretty decent in the games that he was out there. He just wasn't out there a lot. Again, that's why I'd bring him in for competition. I think he's very athletic. I think that he may fit with what they're trying to do with this new offensive line. But again, he's got to go out there and earn it just like everybody else. And I'm okay with that. So that's all I got for you for today's show. Uh, thank you so much for all the feedback, uh, calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. And thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. Until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family. Family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.